Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another awesome episode of Leaving a Legacy. Uh, Pat is on vacation in the happiest place on earth. Uh, you know, he heard about the Ragavan band coming in, uh, you know, incoming. So he decided to book a trip to Disney World to celebrate. So no path this week. But in his steed, I have assembled an excellent panel of legacy connoisseurs from across the country and also from across the spectrum of opinions about today's big B&R uh, Ragavan, the monkey terror being banned from Legacy. So uh, let's just kind of go down the line here and uh, introduce you all. Uh, up first, I got return to the cast, Anthony Benendetti. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Excellent. And Anthony, if we actually, uh, just to kick things off, uh, let our listeners know, uh, what part of the country you're in, what your preferred legacy deck is, and just a one-sentence guttural response to today's banned and restricted list to set the tone for you. Um, I'm in California, and I play Death and Legacy, which is mono black, cram all the combos together. And I think that bands are a natural and good thing in collectible card games. All right. Up next, we have Anthony number two, Anthony Riviera. Uh, also recent uh, winner of the Arizona Masters Championship. So congrats on that, man. Uh, tell our listeners about us, uh, about yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Longtime listener, first time caller. Uh, I'm out here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Mesa to be specific. I am a, I don't even know if it's by choice, but I'm a textbook non-blue legacy player. Um, not for lack of owning the cards, but just for lack of, I love making 2020s and uh, casting sphere of resistances for the most part. Awesome. And uh, what's your hot take on the band today? Uh, I think the best response should be a popper format panel. Okay. Uh, up next, uh, returning to the cast, Mr. Jake Arthurs. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, I live in Indiana, that state everyone flies over and no one ever goes to. <laughs> I am a uh, I'm a uh, Jeskai control player, and my favorite flavor is with Mentor. I love just swarming the board with all my little monks. And my like guttural reaction to this band was not good enough. Excellent. And last but not least, returning to the cast for I think it's sixth or seventh. I don't even know how many times. Uh, Mr. Connor Folsey, how you doing, Connor? Um, I'm good, Jerry. You sound good. You sound yeah. good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just to let everyone know, Connor is feeling a little under the weather and losing his voice today. So uh, I got some, uh, some details I may be relaying for him. Uh, but Connor is a Seattle native and most famous, of course, for playing Agro Loam 
four color uh, control loam and uh, Maverick. Uh, and he feels today's band doesn't really solve anything. So, and then I guess I'll pick it up the, with myself, uh, Jerry, of course, from Boston sneak and show player. And uh, I think it's a good start, but ultimately not enough was banned. And really I'm upset. Nothing was unbanned is where I'm at. And Let's kind of just uh, define kind of where we're all coming from, because uh, a big point that I th- feel gets overlooked a lot is when people talk about bands and legacy, people have different ideas of what their perfect legacy is. You know, some people are competitive players. They want to make bands based purely on, you know, competitive uh, high tier legacy play. And other people are more casual legacy players and they're more looking just what can we do to make the the format the most fun it could be uh where, where do you kind of fall on that jake so i am i look to make the like legacy the like it's such a hard thing but like i want the mix of like i want a fun format that's enjoyable but i it has to be like conducive to like fun competitive play so i don't necessarily put a ton of priority on like like pet decks being good or like some really fun niche archetype being good because it's fun like I want the churn and the movement of legacy to be fun. I want the competitive field of it to be enjoyable. Uh, what about you, Anthony R? I think the uh, a sign of a healthy legacy format is going to be, you know, the, just the maximum number of playable, interactive, and fun decks. I mean, legacy at this point is built on, you know, a lot of older players, a lot of pet deck players. And leaning into that is where I think legacy is the best. Like having something super oppressive or something that makes most of the decks in the format unplayable, um, I think is overall a bad thing. So I just like to see lots of variety. Yeah. I mean, that's totally valid. Deck diversity is always a term that gets thrown around anytime banned and restricted conversations come up. Um, I feel most people have that as their goal. They would like to see a bunch of different decks uh in the format and not necessarily just the same you know two or three top decks over and over again um it's just kind of i guess a matter of how much priority do we want to put on that and i have connor here writing in uh connor wants it to be balanced and he wants it to play uh play patterns to be as diverse as possible uh the best legacy he's ever played was post deathrite shaman and pre-war the spark and i agree that was a little like slice of heaven of legacy format right after deathrite shaman got bans that was that was a great time in legacy's existence that was that like way to pinpoint that that was i think my favorite time playing legacy <laughs> like right in there um and I, I think it speaks volumes because that was right after coming off a time of very homogenized decks in legacy um the death right shaman era reminded me of the astrolabe era where every deck was just this like four color soup deck oh, and yeah. you just play mm. play the best things and it just got boring because every game was exactly the same. And I think the death right shaman ban breathed life into it. And it wasn't necessarily just that the format afterwards was, was good. I mean, it was very good, but it was also just the juxtaposition between the death right shaman era and the post death right shaman era just felt like two sides of a coin, like mm-hmm. day and night. There's only, I want to add to, I, I thought about it after I'd spoke, like I like a legacy format where you don't have situation like you don't have cards that you're dumb if you're not playing x 
And we've had a lot of that lately where it feels like, like if you have red, you've been kind of wrong to not play Ragavan or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. You just, you feel forced to play it. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of interesting, right? Cause like on the one hand, I agree with everything that everybody said, but like, on the other hand, like as magic players, it's our natural tendency to like look at cards, value them, manipulate them to their maximum potential, like in every way that we can. So when you take that like over the course of the world and you just have a hive mind where everybody is trying to like focus on what the best thing is, I think there's just like a natural float rate like cards are going to float to the top and the ones that stay at the top then need to get banned Mm. that's that's essentially like we're (laughs) we're the we're the 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 play test team and and uh and a pretty good one right like over time we have now access to so much data on the internet and i just I, i don't think it's possible for there to ever be a time going forward when there's a there is a space in in any format where it is dumb to play or, you know, like there will be certain cards that will need to be played in certain colors, like at any given point. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to kind of throw a a coal on the fire here and just say that uh, I also think just from a pure power standard, Ragavan as a card is not powerful enough to be banned. Like Ragavan is definitely paying for the sins of other cards in the format. And that's why my personal opinion is, is the, these bands did not go far enough. I was really hoping for a band, not just of Ragavan, but also a band of Merktide Regent and even Dragon Rage Channeler. Hey, and, there it is. And honestly, if I was going to go a step further, I would say Delver yeah. as well, because well, there are, there are interviews with me back in like 2017 uh, where the asking for bands and I, you know, Adrian, and I, the, oh my God, uh, original uh, host of this podcast. Um, we both said we wanted Delver's secrets band just because it, it leads to, it just makes the tempo shell too good. Like it's just too efficient a threat for blue to have. Mm-hmm. So I, I really wanted more to be banned. Uh, I think expressive iteration also should have been banned. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's where all that's where we're, yeah ban all of them all of them ban all of them <laughs> yeah 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 i I, I i suddenly understand why i'm here because <laughs> yeah, i yep. couldn't so, i couldn't disagree with bring you it more. man <laughs> everything you just said can, can i before we before we get into that can i just um, you said you wanted something unbanned, and I bit my tongue yes, earlier. Yes. But now I need. To- <laughs> uh, we 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 could talk about unbannings uh, afterwards. Uh, where- okay. <laughs> no, please please Tarantino this. Let us know. Let us know what we're going to be talking about later. This is going to be a four hour podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh connor says uh I, I agree with you jerry and then his next message is the first part of what you said not, not that <laughs> he, he stopped agreeing halfway through uh i i listen i know it's extreme i know it's extreme, uh banning delver uh i sort of say that tongue-in-cheek even though i would i would be happy to see a delver ban tomorrow i don't think that's a, a reality but i do in all seriousness i feel that murktide region and dragon race channeler should have uh all three of them been banned because each one of them alone is not good enough to be banned it's the combination of all mm-hmm. three that is causing the problem that seems reasonable and and i'm personally of the opinion that Ragavan is going to be banned and blue red Delver is going to lose 
a couple percentage points, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be business of you as usual. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem yeah, like right. it really is going to And that's the thing is like we just banned a card. Like banning a card should be a significant moment in legacy history. Like in the past, cards being banned has been, you know, cornerstones of meta shifts. Like when Un- Entomb got banned and then unbanned, you know, just the it's totally different metas before and after. This, we're getting a banning and it's going to be pretty much the same. So if yeah. that's the case, either we never should have had the ban in the first place because nothing changed. Or two, we need to go much further and make this a much more dramatic shakeup. Yeah, I think I think you're just. I mean, I think you're you're right, but also wrong in that Ragavan should have never been printed. Ragavan oh, of on, on spoil it. Like when it was spoiled, I looked at the card and I I could I could find it in group chats, and we just everyone said, you know, this card is banned. Like there's no reason this yeah. should be in the format. And with the blue red deck, um, the reason I mean we're kind of in this this new meta where where the meta is going to change a little bit, but not enough. And it's because Ragavan is going to go from this, you know, omnipress, om, om, uh, omniscient, you know, monkey god to it's going to become a Delver of Secrets again. But Ragavan, especially, you know, the treasures, the card advantage, the turn one, it required you to have so much play before your first turn to not just have the potential to lose the game instantly. Man. I, I think I'm just a very easily swayed because like Jerry <laughs> says something. I'm like, yeah, that. But Anthony says something. I was like, no, I'm going to hand that. you a bunch of pitchforks. So you can start handing out pitchforks. Well, right now, everyone has a favorite card. And as, as you're reading through forums in the last couple of days where people were talking about what should get banned and what shouldn't get banned, uh, DRC and Murktide, they're insane. They don't kill you on turn, you know, the game isn't effectively over on turn one or zero. And that was the problem with Ragavan. Yeah, um, but see, yeah, I but disagree with, Mer- with that. With Merktide Region, I've literally had Emmercools die to Merktide Regents because they're 16 16s. That's and fine, but what turn was it? It was like turn four. <laughs> like that's not tur- that's not turn zero. Uh, so I I don't think Ragavan. Okay, I let me let me start this. Ragavan's ridiculous and should have been printed. Nobody yell at me. Like Ragavan's absurd. Yeah. But like I don't like. I just I don't think Ragavan is this huge, this huge game defining card like people think it is. I think yeah. it is responsible for a ton of feel bads on top of being a crazy powerful card. So like I don't like I don't think DRC and Ragavan are that much different in power level, but Ragavan feels so much worse, and that's why people hate it so much. And part of part of reason it's also ridiculously designed, terribly uh, balanced, blah blah blah. I mean, Ragavan adds, adds like a Hearthstone level of RNG to your yes. games. You know, like That's I, true. I was in, you know, Flagstaff playing and I had a Ragavan attack me and I was playing Bant, I believe. And you're just sitting there to turn two. He forced my, he countered my swords to plowshares and yep. he hit a Narset. And the oh. game was, the game was effectively over. He cast my Narset, the game. Thank you. We can we can move on. Like yeah. having a Hearthstone level of RNG in our beloved tabletop game is yep. That's fair. That that's something no one's ever liked a large large, large amount of RNG in their magic. That's a very fair statement. Yeah. We at the at the at the Masters tournament this last week. Um, one of my friends was playing the Blue Red Delver against Reanimate. He had zero um, graveyard hate in his board because he forgot you know graveyard decks existed. Yep. Um, and it was something like turn one, Ragavan, the uh, 
reanimator player entombed, did whatever. Ragavan hits the animate dead. Of course. And t- and the game's just over, you know. It's like effectively. No, like, yeah, he- well, well, that's well, that's going back. I forget who made the point, but it, it's just it's feel bads. Like those are the moments you remember because they're big and splashy yes. and they're feel bad moments. But the number of games that Ragavan wins, I don't feel as significantly more than the number of games that Murktide Regent or DRC or Delver wins. Granted, is it is it probably more by a percentage point or two? Yes, but we're not talking like the difference between uh you know shock and uh lightning bolts i feel it's more like the difference between like birds of paradise and noble hierarch where it's not just such a clear cut one is significantly better than the other it's mm-hmm. just each has their strengths and weaknesses and it just so happens that in the shell and in the meta the ragavan um, matches up with those strengths a, a little bit better but it doesn't mean that getting rid of ragavan is going to cripple the deck or even put much of a dent in the deck stride like how Uh many how many videos and comments did you see today either on reddit or facebook of just people you know throwing away their ragavans and then reaching into the garbage can and pulling out the the delver of secrets Secrets. (laughs) like like everyone knows it's not going to change that much (laughs) no the the deck is oh go ahead I was gonna say it's not gonna change much, but like with the with the dungeon we talked about Dungeons and Dragons earlier. If they created a Dungeons and Dragons, you know, uh a Dungeons and Dragons one drop that was a two one for one and whenever it attacked and wasn't blocked, you roll the D twenty and on, you know, a fifteen or higher you win the game, like it wouldn't really matter what else that card did because you have a one in four chance of just, you know, winning the game. And that's what Ragavan had. It was it wasn't just these big splashy <laughs> moments, but like the mana advantage, the card advantage. And then in addition to it having dash for some reason to where you always have to mm-hmm. respect that it could come out. Like the card yeah. was just so ridiculously pushed and unreasonable that it is just a nice, clean, easy ban. So it, it so, definitely good. So, sorry. So Anthony, do you feel then that this Ragavan ban is going to fix everything? And tomorrow we're going to wake up to a brand new legacy where everything's hunky dory again. I think that we have, I mean, how many cards came out in the last year that we haven't even been able to deal with for for the most part? Like how many cards haven't been fully explored? Because um, right now we have this, you know, four color weird Bant shell kind of taking form. We have decks popping up with Esper Sentinel, which no one's even seen. We have to know exactly what Doomsday could do because while everyone thinks it's super ridiculously powerful, um, you know, most of the com- combo players have shifted to Reanimator in the last week. So is Oracle not even better than a previous combo deck that we had? Um, no one actually knows how strong DRC plus Merktide is. Um, so while I don't think, I personally don't think that the format's going to be perfect, I think Thassa's Oracle should be banned immediately. I also don't think we know anything about all of these cards because with the with the Masters, the Modern Masters set, they dumped so much on Legacy players that we haven't even had time to adjust to everything that's come out. Yeah, but that also goes back to when we had Gavin on the cast last week. I don't know if this made it to uh, last week's recording or not, but uh, speaking with Gavin, we were talking about how um, you're not seeing as much innovation in Legacy right now because not just is blue red delver so oppressive but the gameplay is so miserable a lot of my friends just aren't playing legacy anymore right Mm -hmm. now because they just don't want to and basically everyone i I don't want to say everyone but a lot of the people that i've talked to i'm hearing the same reports and i like to hear what your guys opinion on that is but i feel like legacy gameplay has been really down the past few months because people are tired of it and 
I, I I don't think uh, just banning Ragavan is going to remove the blue red Delver aspect of it. And I don't think it's going to shake the meta up that much. And as a result, I just don't see that much changing in the meta because no one's that interested in making changes anymore. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Jerry. And I, I haven't been playing that much legacy online. I'll, I'll jam like maybe a league every couple of weeks when, you know, I used to play like one or two leagues a, a day and it's just because yeah it's just not you're either playing against delver or like the turn like i've actually i've actually downloaded hearthstone <laughs> I mean, it's because i don't i you know like every turn's one minute and like i get to do shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's you know it's, it's something i can like while i'm like you know, doing something else i can play a game of hearthstone if i'm playing magic you gotta focus but yeah um it's it really is it's less interesting than it was you know back in the heyday that that connor brought up earlier yeah. uh connor yeah. messaged me he said he's also in that group he's not playing right now he got bored and yeah i just feel that's the story the story of the format right now uh what about you uh anthony r i think of the worst part about this ban is I think it was just two months too late. I mean, or a month and a half, two months too late. Was, yeah. it the mm-hmm. beginning, was the beginning of December, right before Eternal Weekend, when there was all the all the hype that there was going to be a, a ban. I think if they ban Monk, I think if they ban Ragavan right there, um, everyone keeps going. Because I really feel like with the holidays and the beginning of January and the new COVID variant, especially here in Arizona, um, everyone did kind of just lose lose steam because like, we had a lot of fun stuff going on there were tournaments people were playing people were going back to playing in uh back in stores mm-hmm. and there was a lot of momentum and that would have been the extremely appropriate time to ban ragavan yeah i think it all yeah I, that's a great point anthony it is about two months too late because it basically created this lame duck feeling format yeah. where everyone knew ragavan and maybe something else was going to get the ban so no one was bothering putting that much effort into it because they didn't want you know it all to go up in smoke when everything got shaken up um so maybe we will see some some innovation coming along the line now that we finally did get the ban that we were all expecting and you know waiting for it kind of makes you wonder is like begs the question why why now rather than and then, like, for me, I just start thinking about, like, why does Wizards decide to ban a card? Like, you know, given all the facts that we've stated here, that, like, it's not really going to affect the Delver deck that much. It's not really going to do uh, anything. So, it's a, it, it, in some ways, it feels like throwing some breadcrumbs to the legacy format. Or is it something else about a set that's upcoming that they're like, oh, well, we better ban that because of this. But I don't think they have that much force. I, uh... I have an idea of why now. Well, I, I, I have an answer to that. So in speaking with uh, Watsi people, basically they were of the same opinion. It's just Watsi's stance on it is legacy is a, such a huge format with such a huge yeah. uh, card pool. And also conversely, the smallest player population than anything other than maybe vintage. <laughs> so we have both the largest card pool with the fewest number of play testers. As a result, Watsi waits on bands in order to give people enough time to actually try different avenues because they would always they cool. would always rather us you know naturally find answers to things rather than having them to you know result to the ban hammer and that that's yeah. what they've told me is why they're so hesitant to make 
you know, bans in legacy because they're afraid of banning something before the players having their own chance to deal with it. That's cool. And, and we did we did see that in the last month where everyone finally switched away from the Delver versus Doomsday format. Like, I mean, people have been pouring tons of effort into the four-color. The Jeskai Hullbreacher deck just appeared, and then combo players switched to Reanimator. So it's not like the format hasn't done anything in the last two months. Yeah, but what I also have to say is throughout all of that, Blue-Red Delver still maintained a 56% win rate. And mm-hmm. it was still a miserable deck to play against. So, so both, deck to play against. So both from like a, com- a competitive standpoint and just a fun standpoint, like I feel Watsi also doesn't give players enough credit in, you know, listening to the, uh, you know, the player responses. I feel with the amount of lamenting we have done about Ragavan over the last six months, I think it they, they easily could have made this decision a few months sooner. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many months has it been since the Saturday challenge is fired on late for legacy? Like yeah. three, two, three months. And like, you can say that we've had a couple weeks of like good um, top eight results or top 32 results for challenges. And that's true. But if you just look at the, I don't know, the other four months before that, and you're seeing two to four Delvers in the top eight, like I, they always say they want more data. They like, they're looking for more data. They're looking for people to solve it, but they let it run just forever well they my, they're looking for the so cynical much, side of me <laughs> they're looking for so much data that then players stop playing in the events and now they don't have any data <laughs> yeah like, well like, so the, there's a cynical side to this that is in my opinion you look at it like the last two huge bands we had that we waited forever one of them was oka we waited forever for oka to get banned card was still in print we waited yes. forever for ragavan to get banned guess what ended a week and a half two weeks ago mh2 drafts Okay, that makes perfect sense. Like I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know that data, but that makes perfect sense because the card should have been banned before it was printed. Yeah. So this this actually was something else I wanted to talk about is that like sort of what I was kind of hinting at earlier is like, well, why now? And like because it's better for wizards yep. now for some reason, known or unknown, right? Like wizards is not gonna necessarily put players before profit. So if they can do those two things in conjunction then maybe we we can come to some sort of agreement with yeah i i don't think that it's only for that reason i'm sure that definitely weighs on their decision like you don't want to ban things that are in in print but you also have to keep in mind like the amount of time a card stays in print is also roughly about as much time as they'd like to give it uh you know breathing room for people to find answers like we're not talking this was a newly discovered card that uh (laughs) had some new combo piece printed with it it's you know it just so happens like hey this is a new card we need to let people have some time to play with it just so happens that also aligns with uh you know the time that these cards stay in print well they need to unban it now because i did not have time to play with it (laughs) i was just about to build a black red death with ragavon you know i feel bad because there's always that there's always those people every time there's a band and i was that person with the with the mental misstep ban that was that was my lesson i picked up a play set of mental missteps two days before they got banned paying paying like 15 dollars for an uncommon that was in print (laughs) um and that was my lesson to you know not not uh greed into the hype (laughs) so i never i never bought ragavans just once again i thought this was going to happen three months ago yeah, I yeah. we've been me and my buddy have been avidly avoiding like these MH2 powerhouses. Like I think I bought some solitudes because I got into modern, but I haven't bought much else. Yeah. 
I bought Urza Sagas. I'm, 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 I was wor- I was wondering if that was going to get. I think Urza Saga is safe. I don't think they should ban Urza Saga. No, see, here's my perspective. I wanted them to ban Urza Saga so that it would stop getting slotted into every random legacy deck, and I could afford <laughs> to actually play different legacy decks. But again. like, isn't Urza Saga the perfect example of a card that just like is propping up all these like kind of not good enough decks into being okay? Yeah, which is good for the format, but then at the other time, it's just like, what what color hat does Urza Saga wear today? Like, are they <laughs> like if Urza Saga is just dancing around in the corpses of T th- tier three legacy decks? You know, is the format actually healthy? <laughs> as fucking fucking beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm a lands player, so my Urza Sagas are better than everyone else's, and I fully support. <laughs> I, don't I fully know. I support think... ba- bad decks playing Urza Saga. I think though, I think those are the cards that like I don't support the ban of. Like the card that comes in and props up tier three decks. Like there's no tier one deck that's just walking over everybody with it. But you look at a couple like low, like it's like if they could make a uh, Sensei's Divine top that didn't go into top uh, top miracles. Because like Sensei's top wasn't really a problem in like Nick Fit. I mean, it wasn't like I get Sensei's top is not fun to play against. But like it didn't make Nick Fit this unstoppable machine. It just gave <laughs> Nick Fit some consistency and let it be like really playable could you imagine if sensei's top was still legal with urza saga in print oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you could put it back on top in response <laughs> yeah well wow. that would also just like tutor for it like it's just <laughs> yes but you understand what i'm saying though where it's like like urza saga comes in and props these decks up and it gives them like a chance to like, breathe some life into them well it's collateral like, i like that so Connor uh, has mentioned me here. Connor feels that Urza Saga needs a ban at some, at some point. Uh, the card is pretty busted in his opinion, and it creates homogenous gameplay. And I agree with that. That also kind of felt like with uh, Astrolabe. Well, not so much Astrolabe, more Deathrite Shaman, but it just became into like, take your pet deck, shove four copies of this into it, and, and you're good to go. Uh-huh. And that's kind of going back to the, uh, you know, Urza Saga wearing the corpses of tier three decks. So like, like does that like, count as homogenizing gameplay though, when you're talking well, about all these pet decks that nobody was playing and then you're putting well, four cards in it? So the thing is though, is like, it, do you actually have a diverse meta if, you know, you have this crazy wacky deck and I have this crazy and wacky deck and our gameplay is you know, mirror move for turns one, two, three, four, and then whichever one of us pulls off our crazy and wacky win. Like, is that actually a a diverse meta? I don't know if I'm explaining myself properly, but what I'm trying to say is if the lines of play are always the same, does it actually matter if the deck names are different? So I get, I get, I get what you're saying there, but what I like the, like the decks we're seeing Urza Saga going, like the lines of play aren't always the same. And Urza Saga isn't even always like just this factor in it. It's like Urza Saga seems to be a really consistent plan B or C. Like Urza Saga kills people for sure, but there's lots of decks that run it that like, I mean, you don't need Urza Saga. You don't, you don't plan on playing it. You don't plan on hoping, you know, digging for it. It just, if you can get it, it helps you. So Connor, Connor's rebuttal here is, the problem is, is it's not just going into pet decks and tier three decks. It's also going into a lot of tier one and two decks uh, like lands uh, just become a saga deck. It's not interesting against good lands players. It seems to be the plan plan a against non-combo decks. I mean, that's I fair. Agree. And, I can agree and with they, that. <laughs> yeah. And like that, like that's an example of like, that's what got top banned in, in, a, in a, among other things. Like that's what, that's what made people hate top was like, it went into the best deck and it made the best deck too good. Um, but like lands isn't everywhere. Like I get, I get that makes lands a lot better, but well, when's the last time you saw lands in the top eight? 
it's not picking on lands. It's the, fact, it's, it's the fact that lands is <laughs> lands is one deck that this is doing it to, you know, there's five or six decks out there that are all using, you know, the Urza saga plan and they're all doing the same lines of play. I think for the homogenization argument, you'd have to compare Urza saga to, to something like Oko, which was the absolute worst at homogenizing the format where every game became this weird Oko mini game who has the roko who can kill a different oko i don't see yeah. Urza, i don't see Urza saga being anywhere near close to oko dominance i mean it has you know a lot of decks became saga decks but i mean the best tier one saga deck was the ragavan deck that i don't even think sees much play anymore uh-uh. i know that was like gary wong's legacy pit deck um was the raga ragavan still however you want to name it deck the saga still yeah, the Saga still decks, but those don't even really exist anymore. So, I mean, after lands, what's the next best Saga deck that's actually... So, that's interesting. It's like, do we think, do we... I'm not sure that Ragavan is better, like, at face value than an Urza Saga. Yeah, I would say Urza Saga is the more powerful card through and through. Like, from I mean, a stri- yeah. strict and... power level, Urza Saga takes the cake. I don't think that... I disagree. And I'm trying, I'm not like I'm trying to like understand like how to formulate why, but like the they're both good. And again, I'll open up with like they're both crazy powerful cards that like are absurd in their design, yada yada. But like so let's pick like three criterion of like what classifies to you like a good card. So in so, one, two, three, so so two real quick. Can. So my perspective on it is Ragavan is a good card that goes into an amazing, arguably the best deck to ever have existed in Legacy. It goes into the right. best deck in the possible format and gives it some extra win percentages, which is a big deal. That's great. That's why they run it. But it's not like it. the deck hinges on it. Meanwhile, Urza Saga can go into almost any deck in the format and instantly bring it up a full tier with tier three decks going to but tier none two. of them hinge on and, it. Uh, I don't know. So Connor's bringing up here um, that uh, saga changed death and taxes entirely. You know, death and taxes is the best saga deck and it's not so much, you know, just a death and taxes deck anymore. It's, it's based around being right. a saga deck. Does D and T run saga stock? It's the 80 card, the 80 card versions do. Okay. Lurus. Yorian. Um, um, yeah, the Yorian yeah, companion. I mean, um, talk, talking about power level, the the question is going to be, what's the mana cost for the two cards to start off with? So that's Rag- that's kind of what I was getting. Is like you're looking at the investment of one to two mana for Ragavan, and then you're looking at the investment cost three. of six, three to six, that's three good. to six yeah. plus a land drop plus you lose a land to go get an. I guess I, that's not really. I don't think that's a good comparison. Based on you know power level, this the seven mana card should be more powerful, but Ragavan costs one. Yeah, I mean technically, there's uh, a side cost zero. It's a land drop. Yes, but it doesn't do anything. Like does nothing. The turn it comes down. Uh, it takes two full turns to get all the value out of it, and those turns are probably going to be consuming most of your turn to do it. Yes. Now the tutor is huge. I don't want to brush over the tutor part. Is huge. That's big. But I think I, I think the comparison is not as straightforward as as it appears that's cool i like that so we have versatility as one criterion then we have mana investment as a second one like what's the third big thing i mean you power level is too general i think so like uh, maybe maybe ability to end a game 
Oh, fin- or yeah, finishing that's... power. And like Urza Saga definitely has more finishing power than finishing power, uh, Ragavan yeah. for sure. But like Ragavan is probably more versatile. No, no way. Saga is Saga is a colorless card that can go into any deck it wants to. Like that is way more versatile than a Ragavan. Not any yeah, deck, any, any any fair deck, any any deck okay. that wants any any, yeah. any deck gonna... that wants the game to go past turn five. Yeah, you're not gonna put yeah. it in, re- in reanimator or storm, obviously, yeah. but. Like just the, it, it feels like um it feels like uh Astrolabe, where it's just like it's just this artifact that can go in anything it wants to and just fixes all of your problems. <laughs> it's I mean like, yeah. like you don't see four color control running it, you don't even see three color, you don't even see like bantless running it. Um, frankly, I haven't really been seeing any of those lists at all because they just pushed, pushed out of the format. And maybe if they were running Urza Saga, they wouldn't have been pushed out of the format. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I think I think a third criteria would be like durability, especially for these permanents. I mean, if you look at like Ren and Six Noko, they were impossible to kill. If you look at Ragavan, if you look yeah. at Ragavan, he's only being you know he's in days shells, so he's pretty impossible to kill. Yeah, how um, hard is it, how hard is it to remove? And that's like Urza Saga is pretty easy to remove in a wasteland, uh, in a wasteland format. That's true, and you know. Yeah, also Force of Vigor loves Urza Saga. Disenchant, um, Meltdown is obviously Meltdown and Dressdown are clean oh, answers to it. Meltdown's really good. I'm not trying to throw shade at Connor, and I'm not pretending that he's wrong in saying the card's you know crazy good. I just I think I disagree on how crazy good I think it is, and especially considering like if you asked me, I could run through like six to eight cards in Legacy that probably should be banned and not be a part of the format, and maybe eventually like Urza Saga is probably there eventually. But it's a little ways on the list for me. Urza Saga is good, and I've been I've been playing it since the beginning. And I mean, realistically, the thing that pushed Urza Saga over the top was when I started playing Shadow Spear with it. Yeah, and suddenly Urza Saga answered a lot of problems. It was, I mean, the, the constructs are good, but Lifelink Trample, Shadow Spear, being able to race like that—that's what really pushed Urza Saga over the top for me, mm-hmm. specifically. It's funny because I didn't Shadow Sphere like jump up in price huge amounts because of Urza Saga. What's crazy? It went from like a fifty cent bulk bulk rare to uh, like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think it's, so I good. think they're thirty bucks. Yeah, it's like I saw that like not that long ago. I was like, wait a minute, so diving into my closet. Me. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, I picked one up for my EDH life gain deck. <laughs> Although you do only ever need one. Only True. Need one. Only need one. Um, so Connor brings up a point, kind of a change of subject here. Uh, but if you play, if you're play uh, control, you're playing expressive iteration, which is the best cantrip ever printed. Uh, you know, off of Versa Saga as well, and Ragavan. The real issue is the power level of new cards, and I don't know what the solution is to that. And yeah, I think I think that's a that's a key concept here, and kind of ties back to the the other hot button topic I wanted to bring up is. What is the answer to these just overpowered cards that Watsi has been cranking out the last couple of years? Ban them. Yeah, I, I feel if, if Watsi is going to be increasing the power level of cards, they should be increasing the frequency and, and the speed at which they do bans. Yep. This is my this is my first my first comment. Legacy format panel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel Watsi really does need to trust the and you know what, even if the community is wrong even if the community is wrong and like Ragavan was actually fine and we were on the cusp of finding an answer to it and it would have been great. I don't think it matters if half the population stops playing the game. Correct. That is, that is exactly what Matt and I have been saying for like four months. Like it, it, 
yeah, just you have to do what is most fun. You have to do what has players playing the game. So like when I, when I talked about like like a format to me that like needs to be fun and enjoyable, nothing about your format matters. Nothing matters if nobody's playing it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you could have you could sculpt the most fun format in existence. It's the best thing to play ever. If you only have 100 guys that want to play it or 100 people, no one cares. It doesn't matter how fun it is. I don't think it doesn't matter how fun it is. It doesn't matter how balanced it is. You could have the most balanced format in the world, but if no one's playing it, it doesn't matter. I mean, does it, does it matter how fun, does it matter how fun a game is if no one's playing it? I, I get what you're saying. The balance is important, but I, I think it carries through. Like, does it matter how fun a thing is if no, like, um, um well, well, yeah, because I, because how Penny dreadful could be the most fun thing ever. No one plays. Well, no, it. I, th- I think it's, it's the, um you have to be fun in order to attract players. Like you do. This you is do. a I'm game. Just, this is a game. The number yes. one reason why we do it is because it's fun. Yes. Isn't that the difference between like magic and just chess where it's the most balanced competitive game ever, but it's chess and you're not casting dragons and lightning bolts and doing cool stuff. The difference is I have a chance of beating Reed Duke in a game <laughs> of legacy. I have no chance of beating Magnus Carlson ever. That's the difference for me. We're like magic and chess. I have a chance. Well, if you remove all the fun, if your format's super not fun, but you have a perfectly balanced game, then at that point, aren't you just playing chess? Uh, I see what you, yeah, in a sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, perfectly balanced. But, like, we've been talking about how, like, watsy has been tiptoeing around, like, you know, what do we do? Is is banning correct? We make changes. And it's like, the legacy community is telling you we're not having fun playing it by not playing it. So something should probably change. So I think I think we're all... <laughs> like really knocking on the door of truth here without really knowing it right because it's like a format that nobody plays it doesn't matter what the regulations are and so if we like just zoom out in a macro it's like legacy it doesn't drive profit for the company therefore its priority level for wizards is like less (laughs) it's like nobody's playing it and they still don't really care I would mm-hmm. play again if like I, I would really love to just like have a test legacy format where we did just ban like 30 freaking cards. Yeah, no, I, 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 <laughs> I it, we, uh, I, I, I thought about the idea of like, how cool to be like in a, a magic public test region, like video games have where you get to test yeah. mechanics early. Yeah. 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 It'd be so cool. That would be rad. What about anyone consider i'm sure people have discussed this but like a legacy reserve no uh, absolutely not that's not legacy yeah like legacy if you want a restricted list play vintage like that's unfortunately and i feel like i feel like this has to be said with like talking about multiple bands that's also like against going against what jerry says about how he wants you know days and most of the blue tempo shell is once you ban that then you have to ban a lot of combo enabling cards because if you don't have, if you, I think if you don't have days and cheap creatures to put pressure on them, I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything that's printed right now that can stop all of the combo decks. I mean, like, is days really doing that much to stop combo decks when one deck plays it? It does a lot. Yes, but like, yes, absolutely. Force of will, force of will, and force negation are holding back the tide of combo. It's no, no it's days. it's the it's, it's the shell. So yeah, let's talk about that. So that was the one thing I was actually shocked at when I uh, originally put up the the hot take poll on the Facebook page the overwhelming responses in that from 
a ton of players was that they all wanted the days ban. And it's mm-hmm. really been surprising to me, the momentum that the band days train has grown over the past six months. Like it went from being an, a joke and everyone laughing about it to now I think it might even be a majority opinion. And I find that that crazy and shocking that it's got, it's made such a switch. I, I was the lead proponent of band days like two years ago. Until I until I saw Doomsday, yeah. Um, so like my my one of my one of the ways I think about days is like I said with Ragavan, how Ragavan gets trumped up on like the feel bads because they're they're real. I think days gets trumped up on the feel bads. Like running into days just feels so bad. It's also you can play around it. So yeah, well, not, I, with, not not in current magic. That's the problem. No, I, I also feel though that days is an important skill tester of legacy. Like you, you don't you, yeah, you don't totally. want to remove those skill test cards. Like Cabal Therapy is another big one I think of. Brains mm-hmm. brainstorm, of course. Like that is what separates good players from great players. And I think it's important for formats to have that and for it to be something for uh, players to strive and reach for and, and, you know, have those level up moments. So I I do feel days is really important. And that's actually, I, I spoke with this about Gavin with this last week is, you know, he pointed out days is an iconic legacy card. It's been around um, since the early days of legacy. And while it's not on level of brainstorm, it also kind of has that same brainstorm armor, that nostalgia armor that a lot Mm -hmm. of these cards have that, you know, regardless of how broken they get, it's just such a, uh, you know, a fan favorite. Watsy doesn't want to get rid of them. I would, I would love to get rid of force of negation well before days. Well before, yeah, I think force negation was too much for legacy. Having the option of running eight force of wills was too much. And I mean, like, this is all coming from, like, I have my own confirmation bias of like, what is bad for me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, (laughs) so it's like, it's hard for me, you know, anything outside of my own experience to like look at the format as a whole and say, but I still think that I think. It's a net positive if we get rid of force and So, so Connor here says, why not just ban days, see what happens, and adjust? I mean, a do- doomsday plays days and it fucks with the format, then unban it. Uh, but we won't know until we try it. Well, I can see that argument, Connor, and I think that's great. My problem is, is I don't trust uh, Watsi to iterate enough to come back and unban it if it actually does exactly. fuck with the format. Like they did that once with uh, what was it, modern and uh, what was it? Uh, Golgari cave troll, uh, grave troll, grave troll, wasn't it? It's, it's still gone, yeah. Where they they unbanned it, it and that was with an unban. Like, I'm more comfortable with unbans with that. Like, unban something, see if it fucks up the format. If it fucks up the format, reban it. I am much more hesitant with but bans and then unbans because I really don't like Watsi's history of unbanning cards is very very slim you will notice the band and restricted list over the years has grown not shrank and so i just don't trust watsi to come back and unban it if they if it ends up being a mistake yeah i don't think it occurs to a lot of people at watsi to remove things from the band list and see how that'll affect formats i mean that that directly doesn't make them money like printing printing overpowered cards and buying them banning them makes them money and unbanning cards does nothing that's true. That's true too. That's that's part of the problem for sure. Like that's it's um I've always had this like weird confliction inside of me where no, here I have here's how we're going to sell it guys. 
We're going to convince Watsy to unban cards and then issue secret layers. Secret layered unbanned. <laughs> sure. That's go for we'll it. Let's go. That's how we'll get them. <laughs> like they have a great way of monetizing old cards now. Yeah, do it. I mean, that's how, that's how they've been getting us is with these secret layers, even with the modern master stuff. Like I couldn't yep. tell you every time a set comes out, maybe you buy one card, but with these modern masters, it's like, Oh great. I need to buy 15. This might be uh-huh. playable. This might be good. Like it's, it's, they're getting us. Or just reprints and like the prices are down. I need to get mine. Yep. Yeah. So, so where's everyone fall? Let's, let's run down the line. Um, how do you feel on the days band? Let's start with uh, you, Anthony B. Um, as I said, I, I think day and again I play a combo deck so like I should hate days but I actually think days is a great card for the format and I think force of negation would be my pick there because that card is bullshit. <laughs> Excellent. What about you, Jake? So I I'm not I am not in favor of banning days. Um, I would prefer Watsi stops printing cards that like you feel like you have to run into days to kill like Ragavan, but I don't, I'm not in favor of banning days. All right. What about you, Anthony R? I think if you ban day right now, as is, I don't think you can ban days and it's not for any reason of, I don't like it, but I think if you ban days, you have to take something from the combo decks. So it's ban days, ban Lotus pedal, ban something like that. Okay. That's a dangerous proposition because I mean, Watsy doesn't always know how to not fuck up a format by banning one card. <laughs> You're telling him to ban one card and also ban another card. It's just like, huh, this table's unsteady if I remove one leg. So I better remove two legs to make sure this table stays steady. Well, last time I checked, I was the only person that said banning Ragavan was enough. You guys are like, ban half the format, ban all of Modern Horizons <laughs> too, ban every blue card. Like I would just be very, I'd be very hesitant of banning too much and then letting combo just run wild. I mostly want to, I just want to ban like five cards that were printed in the last six months. In in, in 1993, Richard Garfield created the island. And since then, everyone has come to the conclusion that that was a mistake. (laughs) I would, I would, I would love to just like have a hundred people blind send in their top three legacy bands. Like, you know, with the thought experiment of like, what would the format be if everybody got their three cards that they wanted banned, banned? Oh, well, like, the Swiss cheese, Swiss there, cheese there would format, be, because there'd be, like, there would be, be no cards. There would be those people yeah. who, throw, who throw in their troll bands because, like, Grizzlebrand would show up on that list. Everyone has the pet, the pet oh, card yeah. they want to ban. In yeah. fairness, Grizzlebrand probably shouldn't exist. Yeah, in fairness, Grizzlebrand is an awful magic card. Thank you, thank you, Jake and Anthony, for joining us. It's been great having you here. <laughs> Uh, now Connor's response here. Connor's response is, "I love days, but if Watsi is going to continue printing busted cards, I'm not sure how else you'll attempt to fix things." All that being said, I cannot believe expressive iteration is legal. That card is target one in my opinion. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I will say that I just feel it is too important to the health of Legacy for there to be a days wasteland deck. Uh, you know, be a, a contender. Like the day's wasteland is the paper of the rock, paper, scissors meta to me. And I feel mm-hmm. if you yep. get rid of days, you you are not just messing with the meta, you're messing with like the core of legacy. Like there, there's the surface level meta that we're talking about with Ragavan. <laughs> and then there's like the old magic. <laughs> and I, and I feel days wasteland is part of the old magic. And if you fuck with that, 
some very bad things can happen. While we're talking about old magic, do you want to know what Matt and I want to ban? <laughs> what do you, is it brainstorm? <laughs> we we're of the opinion that brainstorm, ponder, preordain are the real problems with legacy. So pick one, two, go. That's like our stance. Fine. No, no, you one's get, really you get about one. That. I think a lot of people are upset about that. <laughs> yeah, I think they would. Like, be. like, what's what's the problem with legacy? Is these crazy efficient decks that can always find the answers they need, and that's because you have the best cantrips and expressive iteration can probably put in there too. But like the best cantrip ever printed. Like, yeah, but doesn't matter. Think, yeah, but the thing is, like, if you ask most blue players, if you ask them why they play legacy, it is because of the cantrips. Because of that. Like that is that is legacy to them. If you get rid of those cantrips, you are effectively getting rid of a huge like, section of the player. People base. like so. Here's like it always it amazes me how people are just like completely unwilling to play slightly worse cantrips. Yeah, fuck you. I'll like go play I'm not saying ban every cantrip. I'll, I'll, I'll go play, <laughs> fuck you. I'll go play Hearthstone. That's exactly what it comes down. But to. like <laughs> you get okay, so you don't get ponder. You play portent. It's it's different and it's worse, but it's almost the same. If you squint and drink a lot, <laughs> yeah. You get, but like, it's it's. <laughs> that's like saying that's like saying you know you don't have to have a Ferrari. This Toyota is fine. That is absolutely like, not remotely like. It's like saying you don't get you don't get a you don't get a Ferrari. You get a Lamborghini. No, you are Portent is not it's the a, Lamborghini. Or Lamborghini's or how about, has gone down. How about like lot. a how about like a Corvette? Like it, you're right. It's a worse supercar, but or it's a cheaper supercar, but it's still a supercar. To clarify, expressive iteration is the best draw spell that Legacy has seen. It's I don't think it counts as the cantrips. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't. I never know how to. Like, it's technically a cantrip, but I, I see what you're saying. I don't know it where is. it falls in like the ponder brainstorm preordain. I, I I still like try and work it's that way. It, it falls with um, accumulated knowledge, the predict engine. It's it's one of those bullshits. Like it's it's disgusting. It's a draw three for two. Like it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane. But like I said, ponder, brainstorm, preordain. Pick one, two, go. I, you know, I what, would, pick two. Pick two, one goes. I I would much rather uh, neuter the threats, and that's why I'm I'm of the pruning method of we should be aggressively pruning these ridiculous creatures that yeah, Watson printed. I get you, and that's why I'd, I'd go so far down as to you know ban ban Delver and maybe Tarmogoyf will see play. Hey, you remember Tarmogoyf, one of the best creatures ever printed, the one of the first hundred dollar uh, you know uh, tournament playable cards. And now it's not good enough for the format anymore. Like I, I just feel, look at the power creep from cards like brainstorm to expressive iteration, you know, yes, there are some, some design improvements and some changes. Now look at the difference between werebear and Tarmogoyf and Ragavan, like creatures have exploded in power over the last decade. And I feel we, that's really where we've gone wrong and where we really need a rare, uh, you know, bring it back in is this the part of the show where we finally talk about frankenstein's monster of what <laughs> where i mean we're talking about how good creatures used to be back in the day oh yeah just like uh creatures just <laughs> is this take like six for a four or five mm-hmm. yeah so i mean I, I i feel that's really where it at it's like yes expressive iteration is a great card but compared to the improvements creatures have gotten it's it's uh drop in the bucket yeah 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 I, I agree like creatures are kind of ridiculous now like even if you look at creatures that aren't good enough to see play like there's still so many amazingly good creatures that just like yeah you're not quite there yet 
yeah, like, just three, not two. Like go down the line, like uh, Tarmogoyf, not good enough. Tombstalker, not good enough. You know, Tombstalker was replaced by Gurmag Angler, and now Gurmag Angler isn't even mm-hmm. good enough. You know, it just the the threats just keep getting more and more hyper aggressive, and we keep thinking yep. of well, think of the poor dazes. That's what the really the problem is. You know, days is the same days it's been forever. You know, days days hasn't changed since it was printed. What's printed is the world around days, and that's the problem the is all of these cards that help you efficiently and quickly find those crazy <laughs> no, powerful creatures. No, I wouldn't say that. No, <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like it to me. That's fine. I that's. I, I, I'm not by any means saying that we are like the standard opinion. That's just one of the thoughts we've had about the format. I mean, yeah, I don't play creatures anymore unless they replace themselves, draw me a card, make me mana, and have yeah, if you if and you... recur. <laughs> And recur from my Yeah, when I when I consider what creatures yeah. I want to put in my legacy deck, I feel like a boomer yeah. making a job posting for an entry level position. <laughs> Just like must have twenty seven years of experience, <laughs> swing for twenty. <laughs> Like, like it. The the creatures have just gotten way too good, and we we just need to ban them. Just ban them. And I know people make the argument is like, oh, you're halting progress. Shake my fist at the sun. But I, I think of if you don't, it's just going to. I feel like it's the Dragon Ball Z problem. You know, anyone mm-hmm. who has watched like Dragon Ball Z or any anime really knows that writers run into this problem where the where the hero just keeps getting so much powerful to the point where it's like he can step and destroy the entire planet. And yep. that just gets boring. You know, it's the Superman effect. When you're so powerful, nothing can stand against you. You're not interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I think that's the it's problem. Like Batman. That's why Batman's so popular. Exactly. I mean, that's- Exactly. Bat- Batman is Morphling. <laughs> Batman is Morphling and Ragavan is super. Yeah, like do you think do you think Ragavan is interesting card design or is it just turn to 12? No, I, I don't think turn to 12. Turn to 12. Exactly. Absolutely. That's, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Jerry. Like that's yeah. yeah, like these cards aren't interesting. This isn't an interesting creature. This isn't the cool abilities. This is just a creature who had its abilities yeah. turn to 12. Well, it it was cool and it was like a funny story that nobody actually knows is that Ragavan was actually three different cards and due to a printing error they <laughs> get out of here get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who that was, but I'm muting you. But but yeah, I mean like go back to like uh like Werebear. Werebear was an interesting uh, you know, the card threat. is so good. <laughs> It was a two mana mana dork that later on in the game could get turned into a beater if you cast enough spells. Okay, we talked about favorite formats. That was actually my favorite format: the threshold versus goblins versus solidarity. Uh, perfect, uh, perfect magic. You forgot merfolk. The rock paper scissors between goblins, merfolk, <laughs> and thresholds. <laughs> perfect format. <laughs> the combo deck was impossible to play. Yeah, so I I just feel our our expectations and our our power level gauge for creatures and legacy is too high. It just it just is like we need a we need to rear it back. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what that, that's what's going to happen with them printing new cards. I mean, even as interesting as that is, um, did anyone notice that in the last four months? Legacy went from having no control deck to having a control deck again. Do you feel a, a new card has been printed uh, for that? I So I was talking to Bob Hong about this last night, uh, and I mentioned how um, it felt like, you know, no good legacy cards came out of, uh, out of uh, you know, Midnight Hunt or Crimson Vow. And he brought up uh, the new, what is it, Benevolent Geist? 
uh, card. Do you feel that that uh, is is making any changes and allowing some of these control decks to come back about? I think it's just player testing. Like controls so hard with. I mean, obviously the other Anthony is the control player here, but controls so hard because you have to have a format to be able to angle against. So I mean, when miracle, the, you know, the death of miracles when every creature can now draw a card and terminus generates zero value. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, die, control died. Lands kind of took over as the top, you know, quote unquote control deck. And there really wasn't anything from that. And only recently have we started seeing like these Bant and these Jeskai decks be able to compete. And that's, you know, that's player innovation to a format that kind of stagnated. <clears throat> and then, you know, obviously Uro, Prismatic Ending, all of the broken Modern Horizons 2 cards that everyone hates. But it did take months for an actual form, actual control decks to appear. Mm-hmm. When, are, when are we going to get a competitive play announcement? I mean, they hired Huey, right? Should be- I mean, yeah, but like, late, didn't they hire him like three weeks ago? Like, yeah, maybe. The dude's office yeah, still smells right. new. So yeah. I, I'm going to be really interested this weekend. So this weekend we have a showcase challenge, and I think it, it will fire, uh, you know, given that there will be people coming back to the format now just to try things out, just to see what post Ragavan does look like. Uh, so I think we'll we'll know a lot more after this weekend. Um, but I yeah, I don't know if people are going to come back. You know, yeah, I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't. I I do think there is still a lot of disappointment from people that uh, it's just not quite enough. Um, but I mean, we'll see, we'll see. I I do think it is a good point though, uh, Anthony, you bring up about competitive play in that. Another reason why the format is stagnant right now is there's no real reason to innovate in it. You know, there's there's no GPs to practice for. There's no big event to get ready for. So, like, like for me, like even that was that was the number one reason why I played because I like playing like high tier competitive play against people who are better than me, so I can get better. And like taking that whole in person thing away really just lowered my drive of like trying to innovate or like fix anything or change anything i'll just go on with the deck that i have and play sometimes Mm -hmm. you know but like i don't i'm not putting in the extra time because the dream is dead man (laughs) oh boy oh boy uh yeah we'll see we'll see what this showcase challenge uh reveals i'm going to be interested to see what the community feedback is that's really why i wanted to have all of you guys on uh tonight was i wanted to get a uh kind of wide sampling uh of the community and i feel like there are a lot of things we disagree on but i also feel there's a lot of things that we all agree on um you know what what we want i think we all agree on like 95 percent of everything we talked about tonight and we spent an hour and a half bickering on the last like four percent I was a, yeah, I was a little bit upset about how much I agreed because I I came in thinking I was going to be very disagreeable. Yeah, you guys are you guys are killing my ratings. I need I need those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like those Jerry Springer fist fights that boost up the views. <laughs> Other than like a couple like individual cards here or there, like all of our like a lot of the principles are basically the same. A lot of like what we want the format to look like is relatively the same. We just have like some minor disagreements on power level assessment and some minor disagreements on like format trajectory. I don't think I don't think anyone come out and say that Ragavan shouldn't have been banned. So we're we're yep, all just, we're all just we're all agreeing at different well, different I mean, levels. I think Jerry literally said Ragavan shouldn't have been banned. I, I mean, I, I, I think I might I, have blocked out. I <laughs> he said it was not. Enough. I said it was not enough, and that Ragavan alone 
isn't oh, of a, I see, I see. it's not of a power level deserving a ban. Ragavan is paying for the sins of the blue red deck as a whole. Okay, then I disagree. Ragavan's disgusting magic card and should never have been made. <laughs> I yeah. I really don't see it. I still don't see it. <laughs> like if if the rest still- of the blue red delver shell didn't exist, like I don't think like if Ragavan was in burn, do you really think Ragavan would have been overpowered and if it was only played in burn? Yeah, if islands didn't exist, would Oko be good? I mean, that's like, that's a silly comparison. It, it's the specific shell. It's just the specific shell was, it was hyper tuned for the blue yeah. red delver shell. Without the blue it, red delver shell, it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It, did, it didn't help that delver picked up four of like some of the most powerful cards ever printed in the last six months. Say, at the same time. Well, it, yes, just, at the same it, time. it just goes to show is like, what other decks is Ragavan seeing play in? Like was even I don't even know like Rug Delver wasn't really putting up any results. Yeah, because it got they, totally down, basically those like Saga still lists and uh, like yeah like Rug lists that don't see play anymore. Yeah, like like it, it's not like Urza Saga that was showing up in like five, six, seven different decks. Like Ragavan had one deck it was specifically tuned for, and it was really great in that deck, which also just happened to be the tier zero deck of the format. Mm-hmm. I, I think that has much more into play rather than the intrinsic power level of Ragavan itself. I still need to know what you want unbanned. <laughs> oh, yes. We didn't oh, yeah. Unbanned. Yeah. Real quick before we head out, because I know people uh, have, have to go. Let's go down the line. If you could unban one card in Legacy, what would it be? Uh, Anthony R. Start us off. Jeez. Survival of the fittest. Ooh, good choice. How come? <laughs> just personal nostalgia or what? The cards. The, so when they, when they banned Survival, it's because it was making hasty four threes. And I think if, you know, with the recent power level creep, Hasty four threes don't really do anything anymore. Like no, no, no one's. I don't even think. I don't even think the deck's playable at this point. I mean, think of Hogak. Think of Dark Depths. Think of every deck that exists, and then think of making two four three hastes on turn four. Like it's it's really not a comparison. Yeah, but I feel Watsi would be very nervous about that because they unbanned Vengevine in Modern and it fucked up Modern. And I feel that they're going to be very hesitant to try that with Legacy as well. Now you're argumentative, okay? You want to know my opinion, now you're arguing. With me. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> change, I'm going to change my strip mine. Strip mine should be unbanned. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know what? Well, we can do that trade. We can ban days if we unban strip mine. How about that? Let's go. I'd be so happy. Four of strip mine, four of crucible of worlds. Let's play that meta. <laughs> <laughs> and fast bomb while we're at it right um oh real quick i want to get in here uh, connor had this comment um as someone with a disability i miss sitting across from people and meeting someone new uh everyone has a different story and that's one of the beautiful parts of the game that fading has really been the toughest part of as a magic player and yeah i agree with that connor that really has been the the biggest downside of the ragavan era and really any era where the format gets so miserable people stop playing is you miss your friends 100 percent agree agree well, you guys need to move to a nice Republican state where we get to play magic. Oh, Jesus. Very <laughs> <clears throat> uh, nice. Just... <laughs> With that being said, I have to go. My work phone is blowing up. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yep. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks for coming. Bye. Good meeting you, Anthony. Thank you guys very much. Have a great day. See ya. Uh, Jake, what about you? What would you unban? The co- I would like to see Zerda unbanned. The, uh, Zerda? The... What? What is Zerda? Zerda was that fox. It was, or it was like it was like the white. It was the Boros fox that made uh, Grim Monolith go infinite. 
It was the companion. Oh, the uh, companion. Oh, it got, so like that one got, got banned. banned. Too? Oh yeah, yeah that's it, right. That's right. It got banned before the companion nerf, and before it even did anything, Watsy was like, "That card's gonna cause problems. So we're gonna ban it." And like, I don't think it would cause problems now that it costs three. Like, yeah, it makes Grim Monolith go infinite, but like. It's like the idea that like it takes that card that you have to spend three mana to put in your hand and then three mana to cast it. And then you need another card to cast. I don't, that card could be unbanned. Yeah, I agree with that. I I mean, OG Companion, the way it was originally printed was stupid and busted and Watsy never should Correct. have done it. And Luris, I still feel is stupid and busted and should stay banned. But yeah, I can probably, I, I can see that. I could see Zerta being unbanned um, and, and, you know, letting that, it was like, it was like a strawberry shortcake style deck, right? It was like red, red, white artifact style kind of barman if i remember to be honest i never even saw it the only thing i ever saw in that era was luris stupidness and uh gyruda stupidness i never even saw the uh the zerta the zerta decks but they watsy was like we know what's going to happen we're going to ban it ahead of time yeah i have seeing where yorian has settled into the current meta i i feel i i can agree with that jake i i think that'd be that'd be a fine unban and see what happens uh, what about you, uh, Anthony? What would you like to see unbanned? Yagamas will. Yagamil. Okay. Yeah, because it was so good with Underworld Breach. Jesus. <laughs> Going all out. <laughs> like, not even like Yag Bargain, which could be debatable because it's a six-mana enchantment. Like, just that's, straight up Yag will. That's, that's like, they, they, they did unban it in Theros, and it was awful. Oh, that's right, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't think I can agree with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You don't. We we can agree to disagree. I, I think I think Yog, but the, I think Yog bargain would be okay to ban in that it's kind of like on. A, it, it's definitely better than Grizzlebrands, but you can't reanimate it. It's it's harder yeah. to get into play. Um, it's six mana. It's it's a six mana enchantment. So yeah, that'd be fine. You can show and tell it, and you can like power it out. Rituals. Okay. If that's the best thing you're show and telling, please do. I don't think you understand though the power of bargain. Like I, when I get bargain and cube, yeah, I pretty much always draft bargain because that card is disgusting. Like uh, people don't realize the difference between paying seven to draw seven and paying one to draw one. You know how many times have you been on six life with the Grizzlebrand in play and you just need one more card to win the game, but you can't actually yeah. Grizzlebrand because you're gonna die. That's fair. So that's fair. I, I could see I could see bargain, but I still think bargain would still probably be too good, and Storm would do disgusting things with it. Hey, you didn't say what would be a balanced card that you could unban. You just said if I could <laughs> unban a card, like like if they if they unban bargain, ad nauseum would instantly become the best combo deck, and it would stop playing ad nauseum. <laughs> it would just it would just play bargain. You think bargain's better than ad nauseum though? Yes. Because ad nauseum, you get so many free draws. All the lands, all the mocks, all the pedals. Yeah, but bargain allows you such a greater control that it doesn't matter. Like, if, true. if you need to, like, you can just pass turn and untap all your lands. Yeah. Um, and I guess you never get hit for five or hit for four or anything. Yeah, you, you're better, yeah, better protected because... against, uh, like, discard and things like that. And I, I just I just feel that it's, it's a lot more flexible. I wonder what the math is on the, on the average life per card. That, that is interesting because it might actually even end up because yeah, because bargain uh, bargain is always one life. Like how many yeah. times does a star yeah. player hit a force of will off ad nauseum? Uh-huh. Um, so I I I I just think the added control bargain gives would would cause it to replace ad nauseum pretty much instantly. 
Uh, and Connor says Black Lotus. I don't think they're going to ba- unban Black Lotus. Sorry, Connor. <laughs> I, su- I support you, Connor. <laughs> cool. Uh, the format get- so the format goes from being decks that cost, you know, three to five thousand dollars to <laughs> to, to fifty five thousand dollars. Do you yeah. imagine how much Black Lotuses would go to if they became legal in, in Legacy? That it that'd be disgusting. <laughs> I, I wonder wouldn't know, how wouldn't much play. they would move because, like, I think they're already out of most people's financial grasp. Right. Most, like, and they're they're out of most wealthy people's financial <laughs> grasp. <laughs> um, my personal choice. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it's on blue in the face. Earthcraft. There's there's no reason why a, a combo that makes infinite squirrels on turn four needs to be banned. Earthcraft is is totally fine. Like you're making an army of one ones that don't have haste that have to go through an entire untap step before they can even do anything because they need to tap down in order to activate the combo. Uh, there's there's no reason why Earthcraft uh, should be banned still. Oh, what do you mean? Is there is there a land that you can tap? I don't know. The card seems like you could do a bunch of. Crazy stuff. So the original combo why Earthcraft is banned is it was Earthcraft Squirrel's Nest. Um, so you would put Squirrel's Nest on the land, you would tap the tap the land right. to make a squirrel, so he, and then you would tap the squirrel to untap the land. So you would make infinite one-one squirrels. The problem is, is they're all tapped. So you now have uh-huh. to you now have to pass the turn. And any combo player will tell you. A combo deck that needs to pass the turn after comboing off in order to win is not a good combo deck. Yep. <laughs> the number of times I've lost with a grizzle brand on the board is sad. Yeah, like that's why I stopped playing Reanimator was because I was sick and tired of the number of games that I lost because I had to pass the turn before I could win. Yep. Um, so I I I and and you're doing it on turn four. Like Earth, uh, Earthcraft is two and uh Squirrel's Nest is three. So you're making infinite squirrels on turn three, and then you can't attack until turn four. And your entire deck dies to any sort of pyroclasm effect yeah. or, uh, or a wasteland if uh, the opponent plays the, uh, the squirrel's nest uh, first for some reason. So uh, I, you, can all, you can only untap target basic land. So oh, I'm sorry. You're right. That's on a basic. You're right. It is a basic. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's still like you still are losing to any pyroclasm effect, any wrath of God effect, anything like that. Yeah. It's just such an easily answered ca- uh, combo. I feel it'll be totally fine to add it to the format because it's a cool, wacky combo that people can play if they want, but it's never going to be, you know, mm-hmm. a tier one deck that's going to take over the meta. All right, I'm sold. But well, you could just slot it into your like, into your insert green control deck here, and just have like a nice backup plan. I like it. I'm I'm all fa- I'm all for it. Yeah, and that's the other argument people said is like, oh, well, it'll probably make elves too good. But all the elves no, players, all the elves players I've talked to are like, yeah, I don't even think I would run it. Like, absolutely not. My uh, Matt uh, on the podcast is a diehard elf player, and I I 100 guarantee he wouldn't touch that. Yeah. It's like, sure, I get to untap my Gaius Cradle after I've already made 30 mana. Like, I don't need more mana. <laughs> you don't, you can't even, un, you can't untap Gaius Cradle, target basic. Oh, yeah, it's target basic. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Keep, like, keep... yeah, elves, elves isn't touching that. Yeah. Oh, Connor said he just remembered uh, another card that needs to be banned is Allosaurus Shepherd. That card is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. I, I feel like 
now that Rapid no. Games banned, I'm gonna see what I'm gonna be interested to see what other else bubbles up to the surface. Like what has been held down that is now gonna come, you know, really come out to play. That's funny. Matt loves Matt loves to complain about people complaining about Allosaurus Shepherd. Yeah, Elves is like three percent of the meta, and people are like, "Ban Allosaurus Shepherd, yeah. ban that card." Okay. Elves is three percent of the meta because it costs, uh, you know, thirty two hundred dollars for four cards that only get played. Oh, in deck. <laughs> like how much? Of the, how much of that meta is online meta? Uh, MTG, MTG Goldfish is using online meta results for the most well, part, especially. El- Elves on Magic Online is a really expensive specific deck too because uh, is Allosaurus Shepherd still like a $75 card on Magic Online? I I think so, but like, I mean, so is Ragavan and that didn't stop anybody. So that's always been the big thing with uh, with Elves and really any kind of specific deck like it where it costs a lot of money to build the deck and then you can only ever play that deck. Or you could yeah, pay, that's true. pay a bunch of money to get Wastelands and Force of Wills and Dual Lands and play a whole bunch of different decks. Um, so that, that's always been suppressing the numbers for elves in any, you know, expensive specific deck. It's true. That's a very good point. That's why elves are so passionate. Elves players are so passionate about Yeah, that. They have to be guys. Crails are a thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> uh, Connor says I was half joking about Allosaurus rider, but I actually think elves isn't more meta because it's really hard to play optimally. And that's another point, you know, elves is a, is good a point too. Yeah. To play. It's Allosaurus Shepherd, by the way, not Allosaurus Rider, but I know what you mean. Or Shepherd, yeah. Allosaurus Rider is a combo car that's super cool doing in a Grishel brand. <laughs> okay, let's ban it. Yeah, too. ban it too by association. We're, we're getting ban happy today. Uh, well, thank you guys. Really appreciate you all coming on the cast and uh, giving us your opinions uh, from all over the country and getting us that word on the street reaction to the uh, the big news today. Yeah. Happy to ha- happy to come on. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And Connor says thanks, Jerry. You the best. Oh, thanks, Connor. Appreciate it. Uh, check us uh, back next week. Uh, we are going to be having Bob Huang back on the cast, uh, where we're going to be talking about the uh, showcase sh- challenge that's happening this week. So hopefully, we see some interesting, cool stuff out of the Legacy Meta. Hopefully, we're all wrong and we all enter into a golden age of prosperity of Legacy. Who knows? Maybe it could happen. <laughs> I know one thing for sure. We're not going to see very many Ragavans next week. <laughs> That's true. So I guess there is some small improvements. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone, and have a good one. Adios. Bye. Come on down to